The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411-321. That's COMPEL to 411-321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1-909. 741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Welcome to the Influencer's Edge. This is the place where you come to get the latest breakthroughs, cutting-edge insights, tools, and techniques to leapfrog over the pack in sales, persuasion, and influence. Be sure you visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, tune in, and enjoy today's episode. All right, welcome back to The Influencers Edge, your favorite, I hope your favorite, show. And today we have a guest who I am going to have lots of fun with because we have some things in common. So welcome, Bridget Sobis. Bridget, welcome to the show. (laughs) So happy to be here, Paul. I hope you are ready for the interview that I promised you before we went on the air. I am more than ready. (laughs) All right. So we're going to go through your, your biography. But as I warned you, I may stop in the middle of it and go, wait a minute. This is too interesting to fly by. So let me get to it. One thing. Hold on. Sorry, put my phone on airplane mode. Sorry, put my phone on airplane mode. Sorry about that. Okay. Airplane mode is now on. Okay. Uh, Tracy, count of 10. All right, we're going to start over, Tracy. So, all right, welcome back to the Influencer's Edge. And today's guest has been forewarned that this is not the typical podcast interview that she ever will have experienced before. I want you to all welcome Bridget Sobis. Bridget, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here, Paul. I can't wait to see what this is like. Right. Now, we were discussing before the show that we both share a love of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. We'll take a deeper dive deep, deep down into trance uh, in, in a moment. That's right. So let me get that's right. So let's just briefly go through your bio. Brigitte Sobis is the power, joy, and profits mentor. Let's pause right there. Because I everyone talks about power. Everyone talks about profits. But very seldom do I run across anyone who talks about joy. Because so many people associate business and Grind with grinding and working hard and overcoming struggle, but you're interjecting that word joy. So how did you have that insight and why does it make a difference? Okay, so there was this a part of my story is um, a little over 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I'm going to say, I was going through a really tough divorce, like really bad. And um I knew I wanted to become a life coach and I had met this woman in this workshop I was in and I was literally 
in front of this room crying, going, I just want to be a life coach. And at the time I owned a very successful hair salon. So I was a salon owner. I had started doing some training work. So I had a successful business um, going through this divorce, wanting to be a life coach, feeling like my whole life was falling apart. And she was like, well, there's this program starting in, um, in, uh, next week in Chicago, that's where I'm from. And I signed up for it. And there was an exercise in that program that I took and it was called the problem with being me. So, (laughs) yeah, so it was the problem with being me. It was kind of like, so what was discovered in that during that time frame was that I would either be living in, I would be having my power, but I would lose all joy. Wow. Or I would be in my joy and I would lose all power. So I had a hard time living in both, like being a joyful, powerful entrepreneur. What do you think? Uh, I'm just going to dive right in here and talk. Yeah. About I do want to talk about what you do, but I always want to get into my client, my, I almost consider you a client, get into my guest heads. So what do you think was blocking your joy? Uh, Absolutely. uh, Negative emotions and limiting beliefs that were so embedded in my unconscious mind that I had a hard time letting it go. I actually didn't even really realize it at the time, but I would my mind would be on a hamster wheel constantly of guilt, people pleasing, negativity. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Um, Those thoughts would constantly be rolling through my head, even being a successful business owner. Very calm. So yeah, very successful business owner. Like at the times was, you know, producing a million dollars in revenue between the businesses. I had two businesses. I was like salon owner. And then I was an independent contractor, um, doing coaching and consulting work. So bringing in that type of revenue and having that much success, there was still this part of me of negative thoughts and emotions would, would run my show. And a lot of times systems and structure, like, I guess I want to use the word now saved me or helped me go fall back on like, okay, so these are the systems I have in place. And then I would like have to put my emotions and negative thoughts aside so I could stay over here and like the systems and structures to grow the, grow the business. So am I making sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I just want to jump in because it's a very important orientation for me and for the people who I teach and who I coach because yeah. they, they have that same dichotomy. Either they're disciplined and structured or they're happy that they can't have both. And I find that whenever you get into either or, your map is really screwed up. It's not the world as much as your map. So great, fantastico. So you are the Power, Joy and Profits mentor and founder and CEO of the Power and Joy Coaching Academy. You help women and men reach their highest levels of success and your powerful breakthrough sessions clear the stops, allowing you to own, I'm so sorry, own your power, take control of your future. 
you certify coaches in four NLP certifications. Let's talk about that because I am an NLP master and a longtime love of NLP. What the hell is NLP as you define it, as you have so practiced funny. it? Yeah, I know. Let's get into the jargon. <laughs> yeah, like NLP, so neuro-linguistic programming, but it, it's like, it's a bunch of different tools and techniques so it takes, it takes a lot of stuff, it takes communication and it actually breaks it down so that it turns into a process. So it's like modeling a lot of work that does work. And so it's a bunch of techniques and tools that really do support working with the unconscious mind. I think that's like one of the best ways I described it. That um, that makes sense to me and okay. how good I'm just gonna ask you flat out <laughs> please do I'm gonna ask you flat out I, I warned you that I would challenge you and I love doing this how much of the work you do with your clients is overt meaning you're giving them things to do and how much of it is covert by that I mean you're sliding in some suggestions for self-improvement and self-love and self-acceptance that they may not even know that you're doing. I have no problem. I think being sneaky and crafty yeah. in the service of the greater good is nothing wrong with that. So I'm just going to ask flat out, do you do anything covertly with your clients? Um, Probably intentionally and unintentionally. Talk um, about the intention. Yeah, I mean, you know, like helping them reframe the way that they're thinking. You know, helping them see a, like... um. A different thought pattern or it's like I love that quote by Wayne Dyer you change the way you look at things the things that you, you look at change um and then indirectly but kind of directly like I love acknowledging people for really shining a light on them and like really like reflecting back on like who they who they are um I'm gonna probably I'm gonna say in the work I do now specifically like I I do a lot of, um, when I do breakthrough work, which you had said, like in our powerful breakthrough sessions, I'm eliciting people's negative emotions and limiting beliefs that really have been getting in their way. And I do, have you heard of timeline therapy? Of course. Uh, I have a story about that that I can tell you off there. Oh. I can tell you now. Uh, it's all up to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. But um, yeah, so like, I use timeline therapy a lot um, to really like let go of that, those negative emotions and limiting beliefs intentionally. But um, yeah, I, I think I probably now do it and I teach this to my students. Um, so I'm really trying to think about like how often I, I know, I, I think I probably just naturally do it. It's like that unconscious confidence. <laughs> Okay. Very good. I told you I would. Uh, what are the four NLP certifications? So there's uh, practitioner, master practitioner. Mm -hmm. So the ones that, so the, the certification program that I train is um, my students, the first level is NLP coach, NLP practitioner, timeline therapy, and I also certify in hypnosis. Aha! I knew there was a hypnotist lurking there <laughs> um, behind the eyes. So 
that's really good. As you continue to listen to me, I'm not sure all the ways you may begin to now develop a growing focus. But as that's taking place, I just want to say, I may be wrong. That may not happen at all now. Anyway, <laughs> we're just playing. But I love it. We're just playing in terms. Oh. What would you say to the person? I've heard some people say, I really don't want to get too much into the jargon because we'll lose the audience. But yeah. what would you say to people like I believe Richard Bandler and John Grinner, the co-founders of our discipline, said all, all communication can be hypnotic or rather all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Let's yeah. tackle that second thing. Yeah, well, definitely all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. There's so much stigma out there. Like I've had people say to me, well, I, I would maybe want to work with you, but I'm, I don't want to be, I don't want to have mind control. I'm like, yeah. it's so far really? away. Like, I yeah. love mind control. No one. <laughs> this show is all about mind control and brainwashing. Go oh, ahead. Geez. It is. Yeah. It is so far from that. Like, honestly, like somebody, if I'm hypnotizing someone and I was like, and now you're going to go and rob a bank, like in hypnotic language. No one would rob a bank unless they were actually a bank robber. Like you're not going to do anything outside of your value system. Well, so, what's the fun? Violate <laughs> 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 their values. There's no fun in that. We've interviewed on the show. See, we've interviewed on the show. People are experts of mind control, uh, compliance technologies, former interrogators for intelligence agencies, and they're all about that. So uh, I don't mind if. If that's what you're really doing, Bridget, you can tell us. <laughs> Believe me, sometimes I wish I had a magic wand and I could just oh, people. <laughs> really? really? Are you saying you get impatient with your clients? You know? No, not at all. It's probably the people that aren't my clients. <laughs> I get impatient with mine. I can. I don't see you as a tough love practitioner. I don't see you as someone who will give a kick in the ass, but... Will you occasionally? Yeah, I could. I could sometimes, but you're probably right. I probably err on the the compassion. Oh, the yeah. I'm the softer side. I'm the softer side of coaching. Compassion is overrated. No, I'm joking. <laughs> All right. So, why did you? I think we've covered this. Why did you name your company the Power and Joy Coaching Academy? So ultimately, that was the problem being me, and then so. Throughout like my journey of, I was a salon owner, then I became a coaching consultant. And then, so throughout that journey, you know, I told, I had, was going through the divorce and then, then I went through, then after the divorce was over, I found myself in $1.3 million of debt. Whoa. Pause. Pause. Yeah. Say that again. How much debt? I was in $1.3 million of debt. Did that affect you physically? Did you think about and go, oh, my body hurts? What What is it like? Because I want the audience to understand if you're in the yeah. hole, I've been in the hole, uh, not like that. What is it like to owe $1.3 million? Oh, it's, it was like, okay, so long story short, unfortunately, um, and I've done, I forgive my ex my ex, um, and he has passed on in this lifetime. But during our marriage, um, so I was running the salon, we had properties that we owned together. And um, he was 
his responsibility was managing the, the, the properties and I was responsible for managing the salon. At the time, I was a lot younger. I didn't know what I didn't know when I was just being very trusting and wasn't asking to see bills and finances. And um, he wasn't paying the mortgages. So the, a lot of the, a lot of that debt was wrapped up in properties that like how I found out about it was that I, what I, um, I, I decided to do some credit. I was like, I really want to check my credit score because I hadn't been checking it. And, uh, like saw on there was like more foreclosure, foreclosure. And I was like, what is happening? Like what is, and I had, you know, I confronted him Anyway, long story short, that's where a lot of the, that's where a lot, a majority of the debt was. And then it was like, I worked really hard at getting, it took two years to get out of the divorce. That was just stressful in itself. I would call it trauma. And um, I just, I just decided to like, I was like, you know what? I just want to legally be apart from this person. And I just said, you know what? I'll take on a hundred percent of the debt. I just have to get out of this legally. So it was very, seeing that on paper, like, and it was actually, you know, if, when I really think about it, it wasn't necessarily the, gosh, how, where do I go from this? I know I'd be in a so little. So it's like, um, yeah, like back then I was like, finally, I was like, oh, I'm so relieved. I'm like, finally I'm divorced. I'm free from this person legally, but now I have to deal with these two properties that my name is on. And then he wasn't, he wasn't like, and his name was still on the properties and like all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, I, what am I going to do with all this? And I had mentors of mine recommend filing bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, Let me pause you there. Cause I don't want to get sure. too much into the details because I want to keep the audience engaged. Yeah. So how in the world does someone go from being that much in debt and feeling really down about it to discovering joy? Because you can't teach what you don't know how to do. So was there a turning? What was the? Yes, there's definitely the turning point. Turning point. <laughs> had to yeah. be a turning point. You yeah. were happily appearing on the show. So I went from filing. So I really went from divorce to um uh, getting breast cancer to filing bankruptcy to trying to buy my own business back 2019 I was trying to buy my own business back now I was going into survival mode and I was like felt like I was going back into bankruptcy trying to buy my own business back that's a whole other story to feeling like 2019 was dark night of the soul year and then getting out finally going I can't live like this anymore reached out to mentors, started working on myself, decided to sell my salon. Then I had always heard one of my mentors always say, and I'm a master of NLP. I don't even know what she meant, but I looked up to her. And then I decided to get certified in NLP. And I'm not even kidding you. I was happy through my program, Paul. And I was like, this is my calling in life. I am meant to train and teach people this work, all these limiting beliefs and negative emotions were actually leaving my mind. And I had, I literally had like, I was just on a podcast yesterday. We talked about, it was basically a quantum leap. Like I literally went, I like literally like jumped and I, 
I like transformed the way I thought my life, my new business and, and, um, yeah. So that's why I named my company power and joy coaching Academy, because I had both of those merged together and I can live in that. That's an extraordinary story of, of survival and thriving from that. Thank you. You, you rose from the ashes. Let me, let me dive into some of these questions are really interesting that you that you submitted so i'm going to go uh what is wonder woman's stunt double because you don't look like you could sling a a shield or cut with a magic sword so or fly or beat up superman so no offense you just don't. so what is wonder woman's stunt double yeah, well, Wonder Woman's stunt double is basically you are uh, trying to do every single thing for everybody else, and all you do is get the crap kicked out of yourself. <laughs> yeah, so that was actually, so in one of my original coach training programs, we, uh, are you familiar with the term like survival mechanism? Of course. Yeah, so survival mechanism, that thing that, I it's the negative self-talk, the thing that's supposed to be protecting you but really doesn't really in a weird way of course so what my nickname was wonder woman stunt double because i would literally i was a yes man to everything i'd be doing everything for all everybody else and i was always putting myself on the back burner where are people like or, you i could use more people like that in my life no one's a <laughs> people pleaser in my life <laughs> uh, i retired that woman actually that was that woman does not that woman as far as i'm concerned she i retired her but um, I guess, well, I guess I, I talk about it a lot because that's now that's the, those are like my ideal clients in a lot of ways. Like I, you know, you gravitate towards working with your past self. So Whoa, pause, a lot of pause, pause, pause. Say that again. There's a lot of times you gravitate working with your past self. I think that's so true. I wonder if that's useful or not useful or destructive because when you gaze at uh, let me try Nietzsche the famous famous poet said gaze not into the abyss for if you gaze into the abyss the abyss gazes back at you when you work with people who are manifesting or living examples of the problems you used to have mm. how do you make sure they don't re-trigger it in you do you understand where I'm driving? Oh, I could, well, I yeah, I do, I do because I have I have and I do work with women that have that. And first and foremost, I have nothing but compassion for them. And then they feel seen and heard. Yes. And I know I have the tools that can support them on letting go whatever that crap is that getting that's in their head or getting in their way or those limiting beliefs that got most likely programmed from zero to seven so i see it but i it doesn't trigger me and if it does trigger me i will tell you i have the tools that i get i, I let it go quicker sooner faster does that make sense it makes sense and i think just my read on you from talking to lots of people over the years therapeutically and also in other ways is even before you learned nlp setting the NLP aside just for a moment you always yeah. had, you always had the gift of making pe people feel seen 
if you didn't have the gift of making people feel seen and actually seeing them, you wouldn't have been able to run a salon that brought in all that money. Your employees would have sabotaged or, or done all sorts of stuff. So I believe my insight into you, my gift that I'll offer you is one coach to another is I believe you always had that gift and ability to make others feel seen. That's what I see in you. I received that. <laughs> okay. All right. So how did you create a six-figure online? I want to know. How did you create a six-figure online business while battling breast cancer, while working 50% less? This seems like an impossible claim. I believe you. And it was my second time, by the way. It was my second round of breast cancer, which we're all free and clear of now. Yeah, it was my second round. So yeah, I, um, how did I do it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. I, honestly, I was, you know, again, I started this, I started this new company I went to quantum leap, launched it. And then, um, uh, the beginning of 2022, because that was my first full year of being in being in business with this new company. Um, I got a diagnosis, like I had to have a um, biopsy and I was like, oh, they're just being overly cautious. And then no, they, my doctor called me back. And um, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I probably thought more than that. Like, are you you know, and I was just you like, say it. This okay. is not a family show. Oh, it's not. I was like, are no. you fucking with me? Are you fucking with me? You can are say you fucking fuck, kidding fuck, me. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. It's I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I have this company I absolutely love. I love my life. I do what I do. I actually was, I actually just flew to LA to work with one of my mentors. And I'm not like, after my doctor told me, I was just like, I called my mentor, Carrie. At, um, and I was like, I, I don't know. I, I can't, I got to leave. I got to go back to Chicago. I got to get all these tests done. And I'm like, I don't know. I might have to quit your program. And I was like, all right, I just got to take one step at a time. And literally like, I literally like, I'm a, I'm a type of person that like, I do get into action pretty quick. Like when I make a decision, I like, I act on it. And I got, I went to Chicago, got all my tests done. Gratefully, it was only local. It was, they caught it early. I was like, and then they're like, well, you have to get surgery, chemotherapy and radiation. And I was oh, like, fuck. Hey. you know what? I just was like, I was like, I love my work. I, I really love what I do. I, I have like, I know I'm going to be doing my work until I'm in my eighties just because I love it. Me too. I never want to retire. Yeah. Ever. And I, I honestly, like I built my business networking, referral, like, go, you know, creating relationship. Pause right that there. That was how Pause I right built there. my whole business. Pause right there. Because so many people are online going, you need to work social media, LinkedIn, a consistent LinkedIn campaign, social media, be on, be on TikTok, blah, blah. But you didn't do any of that. I mean, I did do some of that, but it wasn't how I really built the business. It was truly on, it was on networking, relationship building, and referral. That would have you back on the show. 90%, 90%. 90%. 
Um, we should have you back on the show to talk about that. Oh. I would like to have you back to talk about how to joyfully build your business through network networking, relationships, and referrals. Because I think that would be something that everyone would like to know. If you can skip, not skip, but not have to do so much of the work on LinkedIn and Facebook ads and YouTube videos. But that, would you agree to come back on the show and talk about that? I'm honored. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm just watching like, wow. I don't That's believe- how I built my, my salon too. I was all on networking and referrals. I so did barely any advertising. That's but it's smart. You you mapped over how to do what you're doing, you were doing in your salon business, and you took that skill and you mapped it over to build your coaching business. That's brilliant. Not very many people would know how to map something over. I want to talk about that in the next in your next appearance on the show about how you map things over like that. I don't think you. Uh, I mean this with love and. As a compliment, I don't even know that you saw that skill of your ability to map over one thing to another, or even could have broken down the structure of it, had you seen it. Are you aware that you had that ability to map over the skill of, of getting building relationships and referrals from your salon to your coaching business? I believe so. You <laughs> I didn't okay. really think about it. Huh? I mean, that's just what I did. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? As an NLP, we study people who are excellent, and then we are you. I yeah. can't see if you're turning yeah. red or not through that. You, you have very ready. Probably turning a little red. Are you turning a little red? See, I, I blush you. easily. Huh? I blush easily. <laughs> yeah, I told you I would get you, didn't I? All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I do. What's but, the bitty shitty? One more, and then we gonna, we're going to have to let you go because we reached our time limit. But yeah. uh, we powered right through this because you're a great guest. What is the shitty itty itty bitty shitty committee? Yeah, we've all heard of the itty bitty kitty pity committee. But what is the itty bitty? Yeah, the itty bitty shitty committee. It's just it's that negative self talk. It's just that lot you know like I'm not good enough I'm not smart enough I don't know enough like I've been saying it for so many years like I I've you know I've I've taught lots of you know trainings whether they're sales trainings business building trainings and I would always say how many of you want to make more money and they're all raising their hand okay and then I'm like what's getting in the way of making more money all right what is it? I want to hear it. And then I would have people in the audience tell me all the things and they're like, fear, self-doubt, clients are going to leave me. I can't raise my prices. I'm feel guilty, whatever they would say. And I'd be like, okay, you know, that voice that's going through your head. I call that the itty bitty shitty committee. And then everyone would start laughing. <laughs> challenge you on one more thing before I let you go. Yeah. I have found that sometimes what other people label as negative thinking is actually an accurate, but nastily put depiction of a skills deficit. For example, I'm just giving you an example. I'm a high creative. I'm super high creative. I won't take down the green screen and show you what my office looks like. For me, it is a much greater challenge to stay organized than for someone who is not a high creative. I think if you're super good at being creative, there's just going to be so much output. You need a lot more systemization 
to keep it organized. I don't think that's a negative belief. It is a appropriate dealing with a genuine deficit. So where do you draw the line between a so-called negative belief? Yeah. Saying, wait a minute, this is a real deficit. I don't understand numbers. I need to get some. I, I just- Okay, yeah. Yeah, I-, I... That's such a great question. Because I so love funny. hearing my guests say that. <laughs> I, well, it's just so it's just, you know, I'm really, I'm I'm really starting to find myself wanting to get bold out there about some of my belief system about neg- negative self-talk and like those quote unquote survival mechanisms that we've created or the automatics that we've created or the armors, whatever the jargon is that there's in different you know, coaching arenas, whatever, like, cause I, cause like a lot of times people have been taught like, oh, well, that's just your survival mechanism. And like, you gotta, it's like, oh, distinguish it, but it still always has to hang out over there. Right. Like it's something that you kind of almost live with where now I want to say like, fuck the survival mechanism. Like there's tools that can allow you to let that stuff go. Like that really hard stuff. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not smart. I don't know. But then, yeah, like you can also be like, oh, well, I actually don't know the answer to that. And I'm going to go find someone that does know the answer so they can teach me. Um, And actually, you know what I decided? Like for me, I had to reframe something. So I am, I'm not even kidding. Like I love getting certifications. Like, I love it. Like, I'm I'm in the middle of getting a somatic coaching certification. I'm getting a, a coaching certification, trauma, PSTD, and addiction. Look into Feldenkrais. Look into the Feldenkrais method. Uh, it's miraculous. Okay. I'm in love with it. Okay. I probably will. So there was a past, like, prior me would probably get all those certifications and get all that learning and training because I would say to myself, you're, you're not smart enough. You don't know enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. Well, now I'm like, you know what? I take all these classes and certifications because I'm committed to being an expert. I'm committed to learning. I'm committed to growing. So I changed that, that way, that belief system into something positive versus being like, well, I have to keep getting, I have to keep keep learning because I don't know enough for my people I work with and I'm stupid and I'm this, which you're free and clear of all of you. You're all smart. (laughs) So did that answer your question, Paul? Sort of, not entirely, not entirely, but we'll get into it in your next appearance. So that said, Thank you for being on the show, number one. Number two, I'm sure people are going to want to stay in the conversation, as one of my mentors, Eric Lawholm, likes to say. So how do people stay in the conversation with you? Well, I mean, I'd probably say the easiest way, if you're on Instagram, go to Coach Bridget Sobis. Yes, on Instagram. Do you have a gift I can, or something? I can put stuff all my my ways but if you go to coach if you're on Instagram, which one are you on instagram Paul? i am on instagram yeah. when i was a young man we had telegram <laughs> but <laughs> different. i would say that could be a great launching part that can be a great launching pad to find me because then you go on my bio i have a link tree and then there's all the ways to get a hold of me 
website. All right. Do you have a free gift to give out the audience? Where you do. I created a guide. That. Yeah, I created a guide called Your Three Biggest Blocks to Your Coaching and Consulting's Exponential Growth. Yeah. And so how do they grab that? That also is in, if you go to um, Coach Bridget Sobis and go on my link. Spell your name for everybody. B-R-I-G-E-T. B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E-S-O-B-U-S. I I felt like I was saying it. it. Uh, We'll put that in in the show notes. Stay stay with me after we close the show because I want to pick your brain and talk to you just a little bit longer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages and all the ships at sea, this has been the Influencer's Edge. We'll see you on the next episode. And this is not a family show. So be aware of the fact that we will swear as much as we want fucking right 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 all right the influencers edge is brought to you by the invisible influence series if you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion then make sure you text the word compel to 411-321 that's compel to 411-321 And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1-909-741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Thank you for tuning in to the Influencer's Edge, where you get the latest breakthroughs, cutting-edge insights, tools and techniques so you can leapfrog over the pack at sales, influence, and persuasion. Remember to visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com to enjoy even more great episodes like this one. We look forward to seeing you again on the Influencers Edge Show.